0: Welcome to Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and today's episode I've got Brian Gaynor, VP of Innovation at Forefront, and excited to talk to a, another Ohio Bobcat. Um, class of 2007, I was class of 2017, so not too far uh, behind, but Brian, I'm really excited to talk to you about kind of your, your career path in the industry and, and the mark that you've already made and, and excited to see where you go. But, um, you know, the role in which agencies play in the ecosystem, I think for some, they might be very uh, versed in it and for some may not know it all. So let's cover that a little bit and uh, let's get going.
1: All right. Thanks so much for having me, Jake. It's really an honor to be on chatting with you today.
0: So, you know, from, from a perspective of where you are now, uh, you're in Chicago uh, at Forefront, um, working amongst some great people, but you didn't just get that job yesterday, right? You, you, had, you had some sort of journey to get there. Uh, walk us through a little bit, kind of your path after grad school.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So it's been an incredible journey the past 15 years. When I first um, realized I wanted to work in the sports business at the University of Florida, um, I really focused on the team side um, and really helped out in the athletic department for a number of years and used that as a launching pad to um, get some internships in the NFL. And ultimately, my first job at a college is working for NFL Europe in Germany. Um, which was a great experience being kind of a conduit for the teams overseas to let the NFL teams know how their players are doing. Um, but after returning back to the US and going to graduate school for two years, I realized I really wanted to um, build my career around uh, the art of sports marketing, helping big brands um, use sports and entertainment as a vehicle to drive business. And so that led me to GMR marketing for about nine years, um, where I had the great fortune of helping a number of big brands like Comcast or Hershey's or Visa or BP use sports to um, to drive their business. And um, after nine great years there, um, had the great fortune of um, joining the Forefront team. And um, I, what I loved about Forefront was um, I really trusted and believed in uh, Josh Kreitzler, Dan McGala, Eric Fernandez, who are running the company, and uh, at Forefront, we had built our business around Blue Ocean, so advising teams and leagues internationally, advising teams and leagues around what's around the corner, how are they growing their business, how are they growing their fans, how are they driving revenue, so it's just been an awesome four and a half years at Forefront, and um, just part of the industry, I feel like I was almost destined to land in um, 15 years later.
0: So one would probably ask you, as they're listening to this, man, you went and lived in Europe for a little bit. Like, What was the difference between you know, living in Europe and living in the States, but also working in sports at the same time? Great question. Um,
1: I loved my experience working in Europe because it was an eye-opener, um, that the whole world doesn't view sports the same way we do. And so even just seeing the way fans engage with NFL Europe, but their true passion was rooted in NFL stars of the... 70s and 80s for me it was just an eye-opening experience to realize um, you know there's so many teams and leagues around the world that have the same problems and challenges that we do and that's what I love about working in sports like cricket uh, now because you can take a lot of the great things you got to do working with the Chicago Bears or Chicago Cubs and help a, a team or league in Australia or working in netball New Zealand and so for me, it was just kind of a an eye opening experience of um, there's just so many opportunities and so many great people uh, to work with around the world.
0: Well, and when you talk about diversity, I mean, it, it, being at an agency, it, it's almost like required in your DNA to be be able to be adaptable and, and diverse um, and think on your feet and, and not to use the term outside of the box, but you're you're always working on different projects. So you talked about cricket. Uh, you guys have some interesting things that you're working on, and in, in uh, terms of just the variety of parts of the industry, right? It's not just the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, or the NHL, right? I mean, it's there, there's so many, to your point, uh, aspects of the sports industry that people don't think about. Um, so when G, when you first got to GMR, like, what was your experience uh, throughout the nine years as you kind of? went on there uh, to learn more about all these different aspects of the industry, but then also the brands.
1: Yeah. So when I joined GMR, it was just going into the recession. Uh, And so coming out of the recession was the point in time when brands started to really crack down on how they were spending, why they were spending, measuring the success of partnerships. So it actually was a great opportunity to really learn in the brand agency world in the early 2010 and beyond because brands had to get a lot more sophisticated with developing strategies around sponsorship, measuring them. And then, um, you know, I got to work on, you know, anything from local soccer properties all the way to the Olympics or World Cup. And so having a wide variety of perspectives. And so now what we're seeing is um, many teams and leagues have had to really evolve over the past five years to almost catch up with brands in terms of How they're developing sponsorship, how they're measuring it, how they're trying to better understand new fan audiences they can get or better understand who their current fans are. So I think there's actually a lot that I learned during my time at GMR that I'm now being able to apply and share and teach a lot of teams and leagues about just being smarter about knowing who their fans are and developing kind of revenue strategies based on that.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about uh, kind of what you guys are doing right now, and and then we'll also part two of this episode with Brian. We will then dive into kind of the current situation of COVID nineteen and uh, how his organization is trying to help teams and leagues, um, you know, navigate this situation. And it's interesting. You just talked about the two thousand eight recession when you joined, and how brands are starting to think about their their spending and their sponsorships. We're going to be in that same position right? As some brands are really taking a hit. Um, Some are obviously doing better than others, but there's going to be this probably reshift focus again, uh, just like, you know, you probably saw back in, back in 08, 09. Um, So let's dive into kind of the agency world and uh, what you guys do at the core. You know, you talked about fan insights, fan engagement, um, different partnership activations, but what is, what is the role of the agency and, and one like yours play in the ecosystem of the sports industry?
1: Yeah, great question. So I think to dumb it down, you know, 20 years ago, the Chicago Bears and many pro organizations really just saw themselves as a professional football team. Now, when you see all the recent Forbes reports, you know, these teams have quickly evolved to become billion dollar companies that view themselves as much as a entertainment company that's got a global fan base as they do a traditional football team. And so that just creates a ton of opportunities for us to help teams and leagues around the world whose business has grown dramatically in the past five ten years to help them not only solve new challenges that they have on their plate, but there's only so many hours in the day and a lot of the teams and leagues that we work with you know we help them either with their number one or number two biggest challenge or number seven eight, and nine on their list um, things that they just don't have time to get to uh, but we really believe kind of the two biggest areas of opportunity are on really the digital and analytics side. So digital meaning helping teams and leagues better understand and um, monetize all their millions of fans around the world, uh, when a lot of times they may focus the majority of their time and attention on either the teams coming to their games or the teams living in their market or maybe teams living nationally or fans living nationally. And then on the analytics side, just better understanding who their fans are and those potential fan audiences that they want to go attract knowing how cluttered the U.S. marketplace um, is. It's always identifying what's a new segment that I can present back to a partner. Um, And so, um, I don't know, we're just living in such an exciting time in the sports and entertainment industry where there's a lot of new challenges and opportunities. And um, and sometimes you just need someone to come in and help solve a problem that they've
0: solved for a number of other organizations. As you're working with different teams, organizations, leagues, etc., different sports, um, I would imagine the experience you can bring from what you learn, you know, working with cricket or working with a rugby team or working with, you know, a minor league baseball team, all the different experiences can then help someone else who uh, maybe just doesn't think that way. Like you mentioned in the beginning of the episode of, of working in NFL Europe and kind of how different countries um, entertain sports as uh, you know, a little bit differently depending on their culture. Um, what are some of the examples that Uh, you know, you can point to in which uh, you've been able to really take uh, something that you've learned from one of those experiences. And what can we learn from from that as an industry on the outside of the agency side of things?
1: Yeah, one of my favorite examples uh, actually just took place yesterday. Um, We've had the great fortune of working with minor league baseball at the league level for the past seven plus years. And this year, kind of with the, the COVID pandemic, uh, minor league baseball opening day couldn't take place. And so I had the great fortune of working with the minor league baseball team where we reimagined opening day and created um, what we called was MILB at home opener. So we created essentially the first ever virtual opening day. So a lot of it is having a vision for how can we still bring this to, uh, platform to life, knowing it's, key, it's a key moment in time for the fans, For the teams for corporate partners and we ended up putting together kind of an incredible day online delivering nine hours of content um or fun content access um giveaways and i think it was a great example of how we've taken working with other teams creating new uh moments in time new inventory and help minor league baseball just do something to capitalize on that that millions of fans were able to benefit from
0: so you talked about new inventory, different platforms, obviously there's a storytelling aspect to it. Um, what have you learned over the years from a partnership standpoint, whether it's trends, um, you know, things that, that teams and leagues can can obviously do a better job at or uh, adapt a little bit more uh, to, and and then what are some of the things that you're, you think we're gonna see in the future? Yeah,
1: great question. Uh, I would say, uh... Brands that are looking to invest in partnerships are looking for something, a a platform that's ownable, that's something that ties back to their brand, that aligns with their brand's mission, vision, values, that delivers a specific fan audience. And so gone are the days where there's a lot of brands that are looking to just buy more stuff, go out and get more sponsorships. They're really relying on a team to be able to come in and, and show our values align with your values, Our uh, uh, specific fan audience uh, aligns with the audience you're looking to get. Here's something new, big, ownable, unique to your brand that we can do in our market that no other team can do. And so I think the biggest trend we've seen is kind of an evolution of sponsorship where people may just be buying signage or assets to uh, true organizational partnerships where teams or leagues need to come to the table and think about, you know, all aspects of a brand's business, how it impacts HR, how it impacts their community team, how it impacts their sales team. And so that's been a lot of fun, just because it's um, forced everyone to get a lot more creative and, and identify things that only they can bring forward to the table. And so um, I think that's been one of the biggest shifts we've seen.
0: No, that's fantastic. And as we wrap, wrap up uh, this part one of the episode, um, I'll ask you one question in that, you know, you you said you've been in the industry for 15 years now, um, you know, plethora of experience on the agency side. If you were to go back to grad school and tell Brian Gaynor something uh, that you wish you knew about, whether it's the agency side, uh, the industry as a whole, what what would that one thing be? Yeah, I think we really pride ourselves on just trying to
1: be great people and work with great people and help them do great things and do the little things, the acts of kindness that people appreciate. And I think if I was back in grad school, it just be that reminder of look less at what is the title, what's the company, and who are the great, amazing people out there that I want to go work for, and how do I just go make that happen? And what are little things I can do for them to separate myself? And uh, I think if you always just, I don't know, just focus on working with great people, some amazing things will happen. And and that's definitely kind of what I would do if I set out,
0: set out on this journey uh, again. Awesome. Well, Brian, uh, looking forward to part two here in, in the episode of talking about uh, the current situation and how to help navigate it. Um, but thank you for your time on on this first part and uh, looking forward to the next one.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Jake.